welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 149. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by Mark, the brave Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mr. Mike, stoic thinker Parsons. How are you doing today as we continue our series on resilience? Well, I am I am ready for the fourth and final installment of what has been an epic roller coaster of grit, resilience, learning what it takes to stay in the fight. And I think we have a very apt uh, moonshot favorite uh, today and uh, a very apt uh, book, which is brand new as well, Mark. That's right, Mike. So bookending our series on resilience, we've dug into Angela Duckworth's grit and the scores. We dug into Eric Greetens and the resilience from a life and hard uh, life of experience that he had. And last week we had Ross Edgley kind of bringing us into a physical space. Today, Mike, we are going back into the world of Mr. Ryan Holiday and his latest book, which came out very, very recently, Courage is calling, fortune favors the brave. Mm, I mean, look, Mark, let's just be honest. Ryan Holiday knew we were making the series on resilience. He, he said, look, I'll smash out a book for Mark and Mike so that they can have an appropriate ending to the series, right, Mark? Yeah, it's perfect. He's obviously a moonshot listeners, much like everybody else uh, listening in from home. He's just begun a brand new series, which is digging into the virtues of ancient philosophy. And that first book, Courage is Calling, is a perfect bookend, Mike, for you and I and our listeners as we reflect on what it means to be resilient in our day and age and how we can cultivate practices, behaviors, as well as mindsets that help you and I and all of our listeners go out and not only be that little bit more resilient, but also as we'll discuss today and hear from Mr. Ron Holiday, what it means to be courageous. And I think, Mike, there's a number of different descriptions and terminologies that all of us might carry as we reflect on the idea of courage. And I think what's going to be great as we dig into the concept today, we can understand what it means to uh, demonstrate and behave in a way that is courageous in all of our lives, whether it's work, home or play. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we've been wrestling with courage and its different flavors, being brave, um, you know, overcoming your fears. Um, I think we've been doing this uh, as humankind from day one. It's really interesting in this book, Courage is Calling, Ryan Holiday basically makes the case that most philosophies and religions kind of come back to the central idea of um, the most repeated phrase in the Bible is be not afraid. Isn't that crazy, Mark? That it actually is a fascinating little bit of uh, a fascinating statistic, isn't it? Because yeah. I think what all of these ancient tomes, ancient pieces of philosophy and, and religion and literary, as you say, it all reminds us that it's totally natural to feel a bit afraid and to have a little bit of fear. Mm. And I think what Ron Holiday, and without giving away everything within the first five minutes, I think what he's going to reveal to you and I and our listeners, Mike, is that it's okay to feel fear, but at the end of the day, you can control how you react to it. 
Totally. And that has been a big part of the Resilience series. And I would say, Mark, it's been a huge part of the Moonshots podcast, which is you might not control everything in the world, but you certainly control how you respond to them. And courage, oh my gosh, it is a big one. So we have an action-packed show ahead of uh, all of us where we're going to learn out loud together, where we're going to get into not only the kind of the mindset of courage, but how we do it and how we can apply it as a daily habit. So with no further ado, Mark, I am going to launch us into the author himself, Ryan Holiday, talking about the the genesis of this book, but also the context of why courage really matters. I think for almost all of human history, courage has existed as a virtue because we wouldn't have survived as a species without courage, right? You could say wisdom or justice or temperance. These are, I don't want to say sort of uh, uh, modern problems, but they, they, they matter. Uh, they matter less primally than just like, can you be brave under pressure, under threat, whether it's from a woolly mammoth or an attacking tribe or something like that? So, you know, when you when you study the history of courage, for most of human history, courage meant like sort of physical courage, mm-hmm. like courage under fire. Right. Um, and it's only somewhat recently, you know, last few thousand years that we also had this better understanding of moral courage. Right. What one does under pressure, under the threat of a tyrant you know, the pursuing of truth or uh, of one's own sort of way of living or, you know, being true to oneself. So there, there are these sort of two components to courage. There's physical courage, moral courage. But as I studied the literature and I decided sort of what direction I wanted to take the book in, what really struck me is that the two things, what those two types of courage have in common is that it's about putting your ass on the line in some way, right? And I think there is no such thing as a good life if you don't put your ass on the line. So I think a person who never risks it, who never puts themselves out there, um, even if they're comforter, even if they're comforted, uh, sorry, even if they're comfortable, even if all of their needs are taken care of, at the end of the day, they probably have some nagging sense that more was possible. Mm-hmm. So even in that sense, cowardice sort of dogs us. There's an expression like of cowards, nothing is written because they don't do anything that's notable or, or memorable. Right. Um, it's, it's hard to put yourself out there, but on the other side of that risk is like good stuff. I mean, Mike, what an introduction to courage from Ron Holiday, who arguably, both in uh, all of his books as well as today's episode on Courage is Calling, he's gone and done the hard work, hasn't he? He's dug into history and he's calling out and breaking down courage for us. It, uh, I mean, listening to that clip, uh, I want to call out the nagging feeling when you haven't been brave, mm. when you've shunned uh, the light when you've know you should have done something. Have you ever had that feeling? I've had it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Where you think, Oh, if only I'd noticed this or if only I noticed it, but I didn't act upon it. If only I'd done something. Yeah. Those moments when you're like, Oh my God, like someone should do something and then you don't do it. Oh. Well, and, and I think I think what you're touching upon is what Ryan Holiday calls out in that clip as well, which is 
courage isn't just a physical element, whether you're battling a woolly mammoth, fighting a tribe, or maybe jumping out of an aircraft right. as some kind of adventure holiday, but courage is a uh, mental or moralistic behavior uh, and action as well. And I think that's quite a, um, an important distinction, or perhaps it's an important connection for us as we consider how we go about our mm. work and, and noticing as he calls out tyrants and so on. Mm. If we can remember and notice our own minds as being courageous and we just kind of put it into practice, then we can, we can demonstrate it both physically as well as mentally and morally. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, um, I'm still dwelling on the argument itself for being uh, courageous. And I loved that thought that he shared of cowards, nothing is written. Oh, yes. That yeah. really cuts, doesn't it? It does. And I quite like this idea of if you, and we're going to revisit it uh, today in today's show later on as well, but the idea of putting yourself out there and giving it a go will define, you, you might have a, an, a lasting impact on maybe the world or those around you, but without putting it into practice and without mm. risking it, you'll Risk. never know yeah. whether you can do it or not. Yeah. I mean, it, this is really, really big and really does set up a great show. I think though, one thing we should do, Mark, is we should call out the fact that we've actually, um, done four other shows on Ryan Holiday. This is the fifth Ryan Holiday show. I mean, are we like the Ryan Holiday cheer club? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, he he goes to the ancients and gives them a big rework, a remix, and brings them in, you know, hurtling into our contemporary world. Um, of the four shows we've done, Mark, which ones really stand out for you well, so he's, he's written 11 in total. So Courage Jeez. is Calling is, is his 11th book. And the ones that you and I have dug into, Mike, and our listeners, um, for those listening who would like to go and revisit, we've covered the daily stoic, ego is the enemy, the obstacle is the way, and stillness is the key. And each of those, paired with today's show on Courage is Calling, I think are perfect, not only introductions, but deep dives into the idea of stoicism and mm -hmm. how we can cultivate more patience, more um, opportunities within our lives. And the one that stood out most to me, Mike, was show 112, Ego is the Enemy. Right. And the reason why I've, it stood out so much is because I believe that the crux of, of courage, of, of seeing challenges as opportunities, really falls into your mindset and your ego. And fundamentally for me, Mike, I've run into times when my ego is the real blocker in mm. me being able to, whether it's deliver something or maybe it's even admit something, that's a, a pretty big challenge that I've run into a few times where ego will try and define my reaction to things. Mm. And I would think also a couple of other um, cross-references here that are totally moonshotty. I would definitely say Brené Brown, Daring Greatly, was another take on courage that was insanely popular with our listeners. Um, I think um, she touches on some similar subjects here. So if you are interested, um, in this topic, if you want to explore it more and, and, you know, give yourself a bit of a, 
uh, uh, turbocharge on on the brave side of things. Daring greatly uh, by Brené Brown. Just head over to moonshots.io. You'll find that uh, we did a big dive on that. I also think that from some other people that we've studied, I would definitely say, um, um, you know, courage to do the right thing. Um, I think about Simon Sinek. Uh, you know, you know, great leaders eat last. I think about Richard Branson was another person who was very brave. I mean, he overcame dyslexia and has gone on to do so many amazing things. I think Abhi Wambach was another Mm. very courageous one. Again, we've done a show on her, episode 132. See, Mark, I do remember some shows. So I think there is so much here and how exciting that people from all these different walks of life all have shown us that courage is key if you want to go for a moonshot. If you want to be the best version of yourself, do something that matters. This is a very necessary element. But I'll tell you what, there's a bunch of people, Mark, who've been very brave themselves. And I would say that it is only appropriate uh, that we call out and do a a little bit of a, uh, I would say, do a bit of a roll call on the people that have, you know, really kind of jumped in and shown some real courage to support you and I, and to help us produce this show, um, we have an ever-growing list of members. I think they all deserve a little bit of a call out, and we've had a brand new member come in this morning, which is very exciting. So, Mark, why don't you take us through, give us a bit of a roll call, a call out for all those great members. The Moonshots member roll call begins now. Class is in session and I'd like to welcome Bob, Niles, John and Terry, Bridie, Neil, Sandy, Marjolin, Ken, Dietmar, Tom, Byron, as well as Mark and Helena. Welcome Moonshots members. You guys are the reason we get up and get out and dig into all of these amazing books, authors, entrepreneurs, and mental models every week. Thank you for being part of the Moonshots team with us. Yeah. And when you're a member of the Moonshots podcast, you get exclusive access to our master's series, which is where we kind of turn our whole format upside down and we do a deep dive on a topic and we gather the best superstars, heroes, authors, people that inspire us to collect a masterclass. And we've done first principles, motivation, we've done teamwork. And the next one that we're recording next week, Mike, do you remember what that is? Yeah, it's all about habits, which Mike, I think comes into a lot of the individual members and authors that we run into in our in our weekly show as well. Habits being patterns and behaviors that we can cultivate in order to make our day-to-day lives very, very strong and and powerful. Uh, We can put resilience and leadership into practice. So habits, the the episode on habits that we're going to be recording, releasing, is going to be a pretty huge one, I'd say, a comprehensive look at what it means to try and not only identify, but also practice habits daily. Oh, so good. So if you want to become a member, it is a absolute guaranteed, what do we call it? A lunar dosed, uh, lunar powered dose of good karma for you. It helps us produce the show, pay the bills for all the hosting and all the services we need to pull this together. And hopefully if we've got some, uh, some more members, we can finally finish off our Moonshots mobile app, which we're dying to release, but we need to 
hire some people to help us finish this <laughs> off. So come on, guys, jump on, become a member of Moonshots. Um, head over to moonshots.io. And as you're doing that, why don't we prime you with something? Why don't we get you going from the author of the moment, Mr. Ryan Holiday? He's just written The Courage is Calling. It's all about bravery. It's all about stepping into the arena. So where does that begin? Well, it begins with the act of not worrying about the opinions of others. Most people are afraid of death, but the funny thing is most people are afraid of public speaking even more than death. Jerry Seinfeld jokes that at a funeral, most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. And I think that's because we're afraid of what people think, that deep down beneath all of the fears that we have, it's what will other people think of me. That's why we don't like doing things in public. That's why we don't like getting up in front of a crowd. That's why we don't like speaking up. We're worried what other people are going to think. And we're usually worried that what they're going to think is something negative about us. Mark really says, it's crazy. We love ourselves more than other people, but for some reason we care about other people more than our own. There's nothing important you're going to do in this life that does not involve doing it in public. That's not going to involve making mistakes in public. If you're afraid of what other people think, if what you mostly care about is what other people think, I got bad news for you. You're never going to do anything important. You're never going to matter. You're never going to get over what's holding you back. And that's a real shame. Courage. You need courage to get up in front of the audience, to speak up, to put yourself out there, to not care what other people think. Don't be afraid of what others think of you, Mike, and instead work on prioritizing yourself. This is a pretty, pretty, uh, perhaps challenging behavior. You know, sometimes it's hard, uh, myself included, it's quite difficult to sometimes step away from worrying or focusing on what others think of you. And whether it's a Zoom call or whether it's a face-to-face big presentation, or maybe it's a keynote speech, it's going to be something that probably plays in the minds of, of us as well as a lot of our listeners, don't you think? Boy, I, you know, when he was listing um, some of those things like uh, how people, the fear people have of public speaking, um, how people hate giving the eulogies and, and, and so forth. I mean, is it, it, come on, let's be honest. We all have had this feeling, right? We've all had these moments where we're just dreading stuffing up in front of other people or not getting it right. And uh, I think this is great advice, but man, it's hard to do. And I think we need to like challenge ourselves a little bit here, Mark. Like how do we like, you know, how do we get on the other side of, of this and put it into action? Because, you know, you, me, and 40,000 other people are having this conversation together right now. Mm. But I think 39,995 of our listeners all have some sort of dread of public speaking, yeah. which is totally relatable. So here's the thing. Um, what's some of the things that we can do? Let's imagine you and I get to step on the stage and give a big speech. Um, like where do we go? Where do we start in the process of not worrying about what others think and going forward? I think what, what helps me, Mike, and I think one of the big lessons that, that we can explore and try and put into practice when you're preparing for this type of event is to really focus on the content, focus on the, the information that you're bringing to the table. So remove the 
uh, the fear of sitting or standing in front of 10 or 100 or 1,000 people and instead just really, really focus on, okay, well, what is the thing that I'm trying to convey? What's the message? What's the piece of content or the lessons that I'm trying to impart? And really, I think, crack that as, mm. a, as a sort of step one. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I mean, it's like the way I process that is like if you're giving a speech or voicing uh, maybe a controversial idea within your team because maybe they're not having that conversation, I think it's very good uh, starting point to say, hey, this is these are facts that need to be aired or I have a message that could really help others. So that's where I'm going to get the conviction. Uh, it matters that I tell this story, that I raise an objection or give a speech. I think um, the other thing is like don't worry too much about what others think because, hey, most people are thinking about themselves mm. and not about you. I think that's a, a topic that's come up before in the show. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about um, when you want to do something courageous, something brave, practice, rehearse, be prepared. And that's the moment where you shift from fear to excitement. So you'll notice in great speakers and, and great athletes is you can, you can see the excitement uh, that they have. And certainly you can see athletes on the, on the court who are not ready because you see the fear in their eyes, don't you? Yeah, if you haven't put in the practice, I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of, of the Michael Jordan episode, Mike, where he'd come in and be one of the greatest players because he'd put in the hard yards. Put in the effort in advance of a particularly important game, so that when he steps onto that court, he has the confidence that comes with with practice. Mm. Mm. I think I think uh, you know that that kind of idea of practice and preparation. We heard that with Eric Greetens. We're hearing that again, not only now but later in the show from Ryan Holiday. And I think more than anything, if you are giving voice to an idea, to a notion that can truly help others or you're airing a conversation or an issue that others are not courageous enough to raise but it is upon your shoulders, always remember the purpose behind what you're doing as a way to propel you, this must be told, this must be said, I must do this brave act because it is in my humble opinion, the right thing mm. to do. I think that's like the essential logic. Almost the first principles just always go back. Am I doing the right thing? And don't allow yourself to be tricked out of, oh, maybe it's not the right thing. Go to your first principles. Is this a good thing? If so, be brave and go forward. And do you know what, Mark? Who really cares? Like if it is in fact the right thing to do and not everybody appreciates it, well, so what, right? And I think this is where Ryan Holiday has ideas that can help us too. Once we've got on the stage, there's some thinking that's still to be done here, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I think this idea of letting go of, of those worries, those opinions of others, really has a foundation within the acceptance that sometimes you're going to maybe trip up, maybe you're mm. going to make mistakes, or even dare I might fail and therefore, and what Ryan Holiday is going to talk to us in this next clip about Mike, is actually learning from that experience. So this next clip we've got is Ryan Holiday reassuring us and telling us that it's okay to look foolish. 
You have to be willing to look stupid. That's what Epictetus says. He says, if you wish to improve, you must be willing to look clueless or stupid about some things. I think that means, one, you have to be willing to ask dumb questions. If you, if you don't ask, you can't learn. If you're afraid of what other people think, you'll, you'll never learn what you don't know. But I think the other part is you have to be willing to not care about stuff, right? To be like, I don't care about that. I'm not following that. I'm out of touch about that. That's one part. Then I think the other part is you have to be willing to be bad at stuff, right? To be at the beginner stages, to be embarrassingly figuring it out, to be mediocre, to be in the process of rediscovering or changing or growing. So if you want to improve the Stoics, say you have to be willing to look stupid, to look embarrassed, to be ridiculous, to not be good, because that's that's how you get from where you are to where you want to go. Asking silly, stupid, or what might appear to others to be obvious questions. I think that's, that's really important because I think a lot of the time, Mark, do you have a feeling when you're in meetings sometimes where people are not totally following, but they mm. don't ask any clarification questions? Yeah, I, I I do, and I think it's a little bit concerning, particularly nowadays, when it's a little bit harder to capture the attention of everybody when you're perhaps doing virtual meetings. Right. So, judging comprehension and engagement of these of the other people is sometimes a bit of a challenge. So, Mike, what I am really thankful for is when one of those individuals will raise a question and say, "Hey, look, guys, I'm sorry." if I sound a little bit stupid, I just want to ask a question which might seem really dumb, but just for my own benefit. What is X? What does X mean? Mm. And actually what I think you find, if you were to be really honest with yourself and ask around in the rest of the call, probably a large percentage were also thinking the same question, but maybe yeah. didn't have the courage to raise yeah. that, that question. So isn't it remarkable that we've probably all done this ourselves, but we all participate in meetings regularly where we get the sense that maybe not everyone's totally got it, but um, because of people not wanting to look dumb mm. um, or they're worried about what others will say if they ask the question, they, they prefer, they choose their ignorance over being informed because of this whole ego thing, right? Isn't yeah. that remarkable it that you choose to be naive or ignorant rather than maybe risk looking a bit silly. It, it seems so um, so easy to grasp when you're not in that situation, I doesn't know. it? I know. But, but it's funny because when I'm, and I want to call out what Ryan Holiday said towards the end of that clip, the idea of admitting that you're in the process or the progress of learning and figuring it out, if you can accept that and if you can go into that meeting or that call, or even you're beginning a new journey. Maybe you're learning a new skill. Maybe you're doing a course and you could admit to yourself, Hey, I'm, I'm figuring out what courage is to me. Mm. And you can put yourself into the process of admitting that you're learning and that you're at the beginning process. I actually think that's quite freeing. And if mm. anything, if I'm honest with myself and say, you know what, I am not an expert in this particular type of product. So I'm going to be relying on my team to make good recommendations. If I've got a question, I, I'm going to uh, ask them permission to ask a silly question. It's actually quite a relief for me when I'm in that situation and I can admit to myself, hey, it's okay. You're learning mm. still. It'll get better mm. over time. It's quite freeing. 
Yeah, it's um, it's really it's it's again um, remember this what what Ryan Holiday said at the beginning of cowards nothing is written. So if you just need that extra like I want to raise my hand but I'm scared to like just remember like those who go through life not asking the questions you know. Mm. Rarely will something be written of them, right? That's, that's so important. Yeah, it really is. And I, and I want to build on on both of those clips, Mike, that we've just heard, because I think what holds a lot of people back, again, is this idea of worrying about the opinions of others. And what I personally am quite guilty of is allowing those concerns and those concepts of looking foolish to kind of spiral out of control. And then suddenly you're almost into... Um, an analysis, sorry, what's the word? Uh, a paralysis mm. comes from, oh, I, I'm afraid of this. I don't mm. want to say this out loud. Oh, what am I going to do now? Mm. And the, the process that you were touching upon a minute ago with practicing, with admitting to yourself that you're still learning to raise a hand, raise a mm. question, are ways of combating that innate anxiety or concern mm. or fear that comes with being in a situation that perhaps you're brand new in. Mm. And if you can almost remove the internal monologue and you've just, you've hit the nail on the head, Mike, that ego that mm. kind of takes over a little bit and stops you being able to progress. If you can work on quietening that ego and therefore allow yourself to look a little bit foolish and to not worry too much about the opinions of others. That I think is where courage can be something that you do cultivate every day. I agree. I agree. And I think it's like these simple things that let's use the, the, the classic uh, setup that we've been discussing. There's a meeting, um, there's a topic being discussed and you're not understanding they're jumping around or there seems to be some assumptions. You don't have all the context. My favorite thing is like, Hey, just wait a second here. Please help me understand. Can you go back a step Mm. and explain this again? because I really want to understand this. It's exciting. It looks like it could be really good, but I'm not quite following uh, some of this. Could you just help me understand? And so this is a way that changes it from saying, like, you're not making any sense. You're stupid. Re-explain it. But on the other side, what you do is you change it from like, me stupid, me not understand. (laughs) You're saying, hey, help me understand. This sounds really interesting but I need more information. I I don't want to, you know, leap to conclusions. I don't want to be doing any wishful thinking. I really want to like go through this step-by-step inch by inch to understand what you're saying, because I think it could be really powerful. All of a sudden, that's not like a confession of naivety or ignorance. You're actually kind of turning it into a little bit of a compliment, but it matters so much. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Uh, And that's a technique that I've had often where I'm like, help me understand you know, this could be good, but before we jump too far, let's just make sure that I understand the the basics that you're talking about here. I think that can be a really good way of of kind of, you know, avoiding this. If you have that concern of looking a bit silly in a meeting, try the help me understand technique. That's a good one. And I think again, similar to the 39,995 <laughs> listeners who, who <laughs> might be sitting there thinking, oh yeah, sometimes I, I don't want to raise a hand because I'm I'm worried about that. I think what I think we'll find is there are so many 
who will be thankful or have gratitude for you raising those questions. Mm -hmm. So by saying, hey, can we just take a step back for a second? What do you mean by this? There's probably a handful of others in that session who are wondering the same thing. So suddenly you are providing almost a service to those individuals and everybody feels more confident afterwards. Yeah, totally. And I tell you who else, Mark, has been raising their hand. It's our members. There's been a whole bunch of things happening out there. And I think, Mark, we want to give a special shout out to two of our members, both Mark and Byron, who've been giving us lots of great suggestions, right? Yeah, that's right. Mark and Byron, you guys are our MVPs this week. We've been getting lots and lots of messages from you both on Patreon as active members for the Moonshot Show. Thank you so much. Uh, you have the ability to get in touch with us and we always make sure to respond as quickly as we can to all of you guys. Uh, a special uh, call out for Mark though, Mike, mm. who, you know, obviously I prefer uh, as our members because he shares a, a terrific name. The, str- the name of Mark is, is a pretty good one. But <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark is, is listening to us all the way from the middle of the ocean near the Gibraltar Strait, near the oh Suez Canal. Oh my gosh, isn't that wonderful? And as he's out there kind of pioneering the seas, to know that we're keeping him company is, is really cool. So a big shout out to him for his feedback. And Byron has been awesome. Byron's been giving us a ton of suggestions on format, how we can, um, you know, really... I mean, it's so welcome for us to hear from you, our members, so we understand like what works, uh, how can we improve the show, um, anything that that you want, tell us. So really want to say thank you for this. Um, really want to encourage all of you, tell us who, you, who do you want us to cover? Mark was saying like, how can he connect to other Moonshot members? That was really awesome. And I just want to say thank you to all of our members and to all of you who have yet to become a member, you know, join up, be part of the conversation, help us build this, help us, you know, learn out loud. Um, And I'm sure if we're all learning out loud together, we've got a much better chance of being the very best version of ourselves. And so I just want to say a big Thank you. And make sure that you know that we are loving your messages. We're answering your messages. And for those of you who want to send us a message, jump into the members section, become a member, tell us what's on your mind, give us your show suggestions. We have tons of future shows on the list. If you just go to moonshots.io, you'll see about midway down through the through the page, there's a future shows link and you can see every single suggestion that you make goes onto that list. So be sure to send us your suggestions. Well, Mark, I feel like we're through this first half. We've established the need for courage. We've established that it's that bloody ego thing always jumps in the way and prevents us from being the best version of ourselves. But now we get to the business end of things. This is how we work out how to do this thing called courage. And Mark, tell us, where do you want to start this application, this habit building around courage? With courage comes the ability to be empowered and to own your reaction and to know when to fight for something or when to take a pause, a beat and reflect. And this next method, this behavior that Ron Holiday is going to call out from his book, Courage is Calling, is all about being disciplined. 
Courage isn't always charging ahead. Sometimes it's retreating. Sometimes it's knowing when you're beaten. There's a, a story about Socrates. Alcibiades, one of his students, says the bravest thing he's ever seen is the way Socrates retreated in a battle, not running headlong, not broken, not terrified, but with discipline and how Socrates' discipline and self-control inspires the other soldiers around them to gather themselves up, to not be scared, to retreat in an orderly fashion. So when we say that, you know, courage is calling. It's not always to do the brave, bold, obvious things. Sometimes it's to back up. Sometimes it's to live, to fight another day. Sometimes it's to strategically regroup. Sometimes it's to tactically beat a retreat. So it's not always charging ahead. Courage can mean a lot of different things. And if you think it's only charging ahead, you're probably not being courageous. You're actually being reckless. Yeah, I it's I think it's easy to misconstrue courage into being this hundred percent fifth gear charge like crazy into the, like you have your brave heart moments, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I think for for some of us, including myself actually, Mike, the idea of courage has always been I'm going out, I'm maybe fighting until I can't fight anymore. I'm risking everything. I'm putting it all on the line. And it's all about action, you know, a propensity towards action. Mm. And I think what's great with Raul Holiday, as he's reflecting on, on ancient history, is one of the greatest forms of courage is having self-control and self-discipline mm. in order to control how you react to things, whether you need to run into it uh, head first or whether it's time to, to retreat and know when you've perhaps lost. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a certain level of self-awareness and, mm. um, making sure that you are not understanding the call to courage as being some over adrenalized, you know, charge into, into the, into the storm, but, but rather it's, it's more discreet, um, it's more self-aware. And I think that's, that's really important because, um, I think we, we have quite a hype culture that surrounds us where it's all like trying to be the biggest, the baddest, the fastest. And, um, you know, sometimes it's knowing when, Hey, the courageous thing is to admit defeat, to go back, to reboot and return when you're ready. And, you know, that's a fine line as well, because sometimes we don't want to push through the pain, but there are other times when we have to like say, we, we're beat, right? Mm. It's time to, to make a very elegant and controlled retreat here and we'll come back another time. And, you know, in the, in the uh, fog of war, it can be hard to have that, that level of prudence, can't mm. it? Yeah. And I, and I think what's important as we consider the idea of retreat, as, as Ryan calls it, um, is it's a moment, it's an opportunity to recalibrate, isn't mm. it? You know, having the courage to admit to yourself, actually, you know what? I'm not quite ready to jump into this, whatever this is. It might be, um, I don't know, a new job or having a difficult yeah. discussion or going yeah. into a meeting and making a recommendation to have the courage and say, actually, you know what? I think we as a team need to reconsider this. We're yeah, not ready totally. to go in or we need to come up with a plan B and determine how else we might be able to solve this. Having the courage to say, you know what? Let's not assume that we are correct here. 
and instead just have a, a moment to recalibrate, relook at things, double cross those T's and I's and, and then come back, we might actually be able to deliver something that's even better because you've had the courage to, to pause for a second. Yes. And I think um, the next side of this habit of uh, courage, and remember that Ryan Holiday is telling us very clearly, you got to work on this thing. This mm. is not like a, you know, once at the beginning of the new year, I think it's at the beginning of every day. And he has some really good questions that go to the heart of the matter. So when you're in the moment, and you know that courage is calling and you're not sure if you're going to answer the call, here are two questions, two thoughts from the author himself, Ryan Holiday, in his book, Courage is Calling. Hillel's famous question was, if not me, then who? And then he said, if not now, then when? And I think this is a really important Stoic question. And this is why you see the Stoics stepping up in moments of crisis and difficulty throughout the history of Stoicism, because they knew that if they didn't do it, if, if Cato had simply rolled over, then no one would have stood up. If Marcus Aurelius had declined being the emperor, because what he really wanted to do was be a philosopher, then who would have taken his place? I think even Seneca realizes this in Nero's service. He says, if I don't do this, someone else worse will do it. And I think this is just such a key question. If you're not going to do it, who's going to do it? And if everyone backed out, if no one stepped up, where would that leave us? That's the idea in the new book, Courage is Calling. If not you, then who? And if not now, then when? If everyone backed out, what's left? I think this is a great um, almost mantra, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's very, very conflict. Uh, uh, it's very, it's a, it's a harsh reminder, I suppose. When you want to try and back out of something, you've got mm. to question and put yourself onto the, um, you've got to look yourself in the mirror. Okay, if it's not going to be me. Who else is going to do it? And that can be quite confronting, can't it? Yeah, and if not now, when? when? Two big, stinky, gnarly questions (laughs) that makes you like wriggle with discomfort because when you're in those moments, right, where you're like, oh gosh, if not, if I'm not going to stand up now and be courageous, when am I going to do it? Like you can't keep kicking the can down the lane, right? And next thing, you know, if it's not now, when? If it's not me, then who? Exactly. There are moments in all of our lives where we need to stand up. And those questions might be just the thing to kind of nudge you when you're you're being a bit reluctant. So, Mark, let's think of some uh, situations or examples that we might just encounter during our day where we might be well... uh, well a thought of if we actually asked those those two questions, we might put ourselves in a better position. What are, what are some practical moments that we might be uh, wise to use those questions? Yeah, if the questions are, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? I have a feeling that a very practical example, Mike, for me is if I'm considering taking a course mm-hmm. or a program, perhaps mm-hmm. it's online, perhaps it's face-to-face, or perhaps it's learning some new skill, maybe it's a language, whatever it might be, without having um, the conviction 
or the courage to say, okay, well, I'm going to begin it today. Mm. What happens? Like you say, you kick the can down the road. And if I was going to be really harsh on myself, and if I was going to open up my journal and have a look, I probably have a number of promises or or actions that I've been kicking down the cat and kicking down the road for too long because mm-hmm. I keep on putting it off. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is like, um, something I took out of Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour work week is don't defer life. Mm. Like if you've had a dream of taking an art class, take it, ask yourself the question, if not now, when, because the funny thing is we say, Oh, I'm too busy now, but you know what, Mark? Next week, what are we going to say? You're going to be busy as well. Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) So if not now, when? I mean, it's a very, uh, it's a really challenging one, right? Right. Let's say, let's say um, someone has really been under-recognized in the team and you often have this little thought, oh, poor old Bill or, or poor old Jane, they don't get enough kudos for their contribution, don't get enough recognition. Well, Sometimes we, we kind of, you know, have that thought often over weeks, sometimes months, and uh, nobody else is calling attention to it. So what's the question we should ask, Mark? Yeah, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, like, you know, when you see something that might not be right or might be unfair or just something that needs to be corrected, like, if you keep letting it pass, then if it's not you, then who's going who's gonna to stand up for this? Um, very powerful, isn't it? Very, very powerful. And, and I think, Mike, for those younger members of the, of the Moonshot listeners, you could even say something as um, simple as maybe even asking someone out on a date. Oh, yeah. You know, that's another situation where, again, I mean, when I was a kid uh, or maybe just a, a little bit younger, it's something that I would always push to tomorrow again. Yeah. And I, I like the, the Tim Ferriss call out, actually. That's a great one. If you Don't defer, defer life, you're, oh. you're just pushing it further and further into the, into the future. And you have no idea what amazing products or amazing situations or experiences you could create unless you take that courage today and mm. put it into action and go and ask mm. or celebrate or sign up for something right now. Totally agree. Totally agree. And you know who's signing up for things, Mark? Our members. And uh, I, I think we have to to really uh, give a shout out, um, not only to our members, but some some folks who have been sharing uh, the moonshots of love, helping others be the best version of themselves. I thought this was really cool, Mark. Um, very recently, um, there was a, a website. Um, that uh, is just for librarians and it's discoveringtheremarkable.com and they published an article, best podcast for school librarians and who's in, that, who's in the list, Mark? Who made the top 10 but? The Moonshots podcast, Learning Out Loud. There the you top go. top 10 favourite podcasts for school librarians. Thank you so much, discoveringtheremarkable.com for listening. What, how humbling mm. is that, Mike? Yeah, that's awesome. And if anyone knows books and good reviews of books, it's got to be those librarians, right? That's right. Exactly. Any recommendations you guys have for books that we should dig into next time, please get in touch. Yeah. And uh, 
we got to give a, a, a tip of the hat to uh, Philippe uh, based in uh, Europe who's been uh, sharing his kind of uh, keys to mental health. And uh, we were number one on the list uh, on his uh, very popular LinkedIn post, right? Very, very appreciated again. The, these hacks and these suggestions, Philippe, that you've got for having better mental health balance uh, in your day, whether it's uh, enjoying the silence, whether it's listening to music, or whether it's learning and growing via the podcasts with the Moonshots podcast. It's amazing uh, feat. And we're so pleased to see everybody, listeners from all around the world, Mike, going out into this lifelong learning approach and listening uh, to these experts that you and I are digging into each week, this week with Ryan Holiday. It's really an amazing experience, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, also a big shout out to Bettina who as always, is sharing with her friends, her colleagues, uh, all the learnings that she has from our show here on the Moonshots podcast. So thumbs up, fist pump, um, elbow tap. I don't know what's COVID correct these days, but <laughs> we're sending out good vibes to Philippe and Bettina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to be part of this uh, learning out loud, uh, this chance to be the best version of yourself, head over to moonshots.io, become a member, and you can send us all your good vibes too. But it would only be appropriate to end this show on good vibes, Mark. So how do we want to wrap it up with Mr. Ryan Holiday? I, I want Mr. Ryan Holiday to help bookend these approaches on mindset, on behaviors by telling you and I and our listeners on how to make courage a habit. So let's hear from Ryan Holiday one more time, telling us to do courageous things. One of the things you realize when you do something scary or big, when you come out of the other side of it, is you realize that you didn't actually need to be so scared. I remember when I was dropping out of college, I thought, if this doesn't work out, my life is over. Then I did it and I realized, oh man, I could have gone back to school at any time. This didn't matter at all. So one of the ways to be more courageous is to do courageous things. And actually Aristotle says this. He says, you know, a builder builds things and that's how you become a builder. To become courageous and brave, you have to do courageous things. You make courage a habit. You take the risks. You force yourself to speak up, to say what you think, to do what other people are afraid to do. And then this is how in the big moments, in the moments that it really matters, you're able to step forward because it's part of your nature it's become who you are. It's the default that you have. So the idea is that courage is calling. It's always there. The question is, are you brave enough to answer? Are you brave enough to answer? Can you make it a daily habit? Well, I think the key thing here is remember, there are so many people around us who have created, who have performed like enormous acts of courage. Think about uh, Harriet Tubman, who freed slaves from the South in the U.S., she had her Underground Railroad. Rosa Parks, who didn't give up her bus seat and created a whole sea change. Martin Luther King, um, Anne Frank. I mean, the list just goes on. Edmund Hillary, climbing Everest, Mother Teresa. Like, it can be done. We can all do amazing things. And perhaps it starts with those small acts, Right. Maybe go volunteer for something. Maybe stand up for something that's not fair in the workplace. Maybe get up in front of a large audience and share something that you think could help them, something you believe in, something that could transform their lives. Make it a daily habit. 
You cannot find courage in that big moment if you haven't done the practice. You will never win the Super Bowl if you haven't done the training. I mean, this is get out there and just do it, isn't it? And once you get into that situation, once you've living on that stage, making that keynote presentation, or whether you're standing up for something you believe in, you'll realize at that moment that you didn't need to be scared because it's all going to be all right because you've now put it into action, put into uh, the process of behavior. And like you say, Mike, practicing it each day, maybe it's just today going out and doing something by yourself for the first time. Maybe you're going to take a different route to work. Maybe you're going to ask for a different type of coffee in your coffee shop. Maybe you're mm. going to do something that doesn't even frighten you, but just mixing it up and doing something different and having the courage to try something new is all part of very, very small benefits that you can do each and every day that ladder up into a significant amount of courage in the long run. Yeah. It's funny though, you know, when we break down some of these great books, you're like, wow, I got to do all these things. And then you're like, wow, there's a lot of things I got to do to be the best <laughs> version of myself. It's like, you know, every, every part of this, kind, every, each of the four parts of this series feels like, okay, I got to do this and this. Um, but I don't mind that. I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we're the recipe uh, for, for being better today. It's right in front of us every time we do the show, isn't it? There's, there's always new things that you can adopt as behaviors, new mental models, new philosophies about being the best version of yourself. How, how cool is that, Mike? Well, I, I, I'm, I want to share something with the listeners that you shared with me um, before the show, Mike, which is if you think about yourself as a product and how you want to get better or improve uh, your, your product in maybe it's in a, a marketing space or maybe it's just something at home that you're gradually upgrading. Maybe mm. it's your computer. Maybe it's your uh, software on your iPhone, whatever it might be. Iterative improvements ladder up to big, big changes, don't they? And when mm. you think about yourself as a product that you're trying to improve through journaling, through gratitude, through meditation, through practices and habits, all of those elements that you can put into practice each day are reminders that in the long run, you will be so much better off because of it. And I think what's really interesting and fun for myself, having done so many shows with you and sharing all these different lessons with our listeners, is that we can take these elements from every single show. And if we can compartmentalize and put them into practices in our lives, I mean, think how much braver, courageous, how much more resilient we can be just from the last four shows in the Resilience series. I know, I know. And of all the thoughts today, which one has stood above all others? Well, I must admit, all of them have been pretty powerful to me and all of them are good reminders as well as reassurances that I can achieve a level of courage if I, if I just begin today. But yes. really, it's, it's the classic question mark, Mike. It's the, if not now, then when? If not me, then who? I think. I, I mean, total agreement. Usually we have different things that, <laughs> that, that speak to us, but in this case, man, uh, returning to these questions has been, has been energizing. Very, very, very good stuff. Well, Mark, thank you. Thank you for joining me on this uh, adventure, not only today, but for the last four shows, our resilience series. 
I hope you and all of our listeners have truly enjoyed it. And to you, our listeners, thank you. To the Moonshotters, we appreciate your contributions. We appreciate your membership. We appreciate that we are all here learning out loud together to be the very best version of ourselves. And today, something was calling us. It was Ryan Holiday's brand new book, Courage is Calling. And he laid a very solid foundation. He said, it is essential. It is almost this most primary of virtues. And to start that journey of being more courageous, we need to stop worrying about the opinion of others and be totally okay with looking foolish. And if we've got those as starting points, we can then know when our discipline needs to be applied, when we need to retreat and fight another day. And if you ask yourself in the heat of the battle, these two most important questions, when the courage comes calling, ask yourself, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? Answer those questions and you will be able to do courageous things, not just once, but every single day day and that for sure will help you be the very very best you can be and that's what we're all about here at the moonshots podcast that's a wrap